Welcome to Parenting with Play. I'm really pleased you're here and I know it's been a while since I've recorded an episode. Life is busy in England and getting my children settled, getting us all settled in. It's amazing how the time just flies, doesn't it? I bet you're finding the same, well, busyness too. It's just like, oh my goodness, half the year's gone already. In this episode, I recorded it as I was walking up a hill because I had just listened to my little boy having a really big reaction, having a really big cry with me. And as you will hear, I set it over, I set a limit around dinner time and what he needed to eat because I could really see that he had lots of feelings going on for him and they just weren't coming out. Obviously, we've had a really big move to England. We've been here seven months now. And so, you know, the initial excitement has worn off and now this is normal life. So, you know, there's a lot that's been going on for him. And this is the thing with limits. Often we set a limit, not just about the immediate issue at hand, but we've set a limit because we want to help our children with the feelings that we can see that they're struggling with. So you'll hear me slightly puffing and talking about the dog, but it's a really helpful episode, particularly because I've, I've shared a lot about how setting limits and listening to our children's feelings, what, how that looks like when our children are little. But now my youngest is eight and things do change. I've got a 14 year old as well. And things do change. And George is just on the cusp of when things start to change. So I thought it'd be really helpful for you to hear what happened, how I was with him and what the outcome looked like. So it's hopefully the recording, the the quality, sound quality is okay. I I think it is, but it's not, it's not obviously done at home. Um, But it's, it's a really helpful episode. So I would love to hear from you how you find things setting with limits. If you need any help, I talk about Annoying to Amazing, which is my program if you've got younger children. If you've got older children, I'm working on something um, with this brilliant woman, Kiara, who I've done episodes with, um, about how to help our tweens and our teens. That's coming very, very soon. Um, And if you just want to dive in and just get some one-on-one help, I'm totally loving um, the mentoring that I'm offering. I'm offering three monthly, fortnightly mentoring sessions, and the results are just astounding. They're just amazing. So if you really want some more personalized help to go into those difficult places, that means that stops you from from being able to set a limit confidently and gently even, um, I really recommend coming over to to signing up uh, with a mentoring session with me. Um, So check out parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash work with me and you'll find all the details in there because I would love to support you. The only way that I have been able to really move in and confidently and compassionately and you know stay in there when I'm setting a limit and really listening to my children's feelings is because I've worked on my feelings first to be able to do that because otherwise you know what it's like we can react and or just avoid it. So listen in. I'd love to hear your thoughts and um, I look forward to chatting with you again next time. Take care. Hello, I am out walking the dog but I have just listened to my son and who's eight and he was refusing to eat his dinner and he, it was very nice dinner, it was cooked uh, roast beef with some veggies and very nice and nothing disgusting about it at all. 
But he was saying, oh, it's disgusting. I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. So I was going, okay, you don't have to eat it, but there's nothing else to eat. And I was really clear on this because there's been other times when I've been like, yeah, sure, you know, make yourself a piece of toast. But this time I was like adamant because he has had quite a lot of junk food today. We went to a, a little um, village fair and he got some sweets and I think he even had a Cadbury's cream egg today, which discovered in the pantry. So he'd had quite a lot of junk food. So I was like, no, this is this is dinner. <laughs> Wasn't anything experimental that could potentially be disgusting. This was like just roast beef and veggies. This is all there is. If you're hungry, eat it. And if you don't, if you don't want to eat it, then that's fine. But there's nothing else to eat. So anyway, he was really ah, and starting to starting to lash out. Sort of. So what that looks like is he was starting to hit me. I, what George does, he sort of gets so angry. He get, you know, can feel it. And he's just like pent up all this emotion. It's like so angry. And he's wanting to smash things. He doesn't, but that's, you can really see. He's just like really wanting to smash. So then he started to scratch me. So I'm like holding his hands and I'm saying, sweetheart, I'm not going to let you scratch me. I'm not going to let you hit me. I'm not going to let you do all this stuff. And so I had him sitting on my lap and I'm holding both of his hands so that he can't <laughs> lash out and hit me. And then he was trying to bite me. And that's often what happens is when we stop our children hitting us. So the only thing they can then do is with their head. So then he was trying to do that. And so obviously I was not letting him bite me. So when, when we're listening to our children in this way, it's important that we're not doing it to punish and even though I was quite irritated because I was wanting to go on a walk like an hour ago, because um, it is so beautiful here, my mad dog who can't go off the lead because she's a half beagle and so we'd never see her again. Anyway, um, so I was quite irritated. I'd had good food, you know, it was good food. It was like, oh, for goodness sake, for fuck's sake. Um, and when we get really irritated with our children, there's a temptation just to, to shout and just to like, oh, you've just got to do it, you've just got to do it. And, you know, those times when you have done it, how successful have you been? It's, it's generally not that successful, is it? Because our children just kick, dig in. They just become more entrenched and less likely to do the thing you want to do. Or, or there have been times, you know, of course, when they just do what you want them to do. But that's based on fear and coercion, which is not the ideal way to parent, is it? I mean, there's times when we do it, but as, a, as an ideal strategy, it's not really what we want. So... I'm there, I'm listening, I'm setting that limit about the food, going, you can have something else, but I don't like it. And, you know, the complaining and the whinging, you're not listening to me. All the stuff, trying to lash out, trying to be angry, so I've just got him on my lap. And in those times, instead of trying to punish, sorry, I'm going up a hill, um, it's, the mantra I have going through my head is connect, connect, connect. So... There's times when we can go into these things going, you just need to have a cry. You just need to do this, that and the other. But actually what you just need to do is connect with your child. So I'm connecting. I'm holding him. I'm holding that limit. I'm going, sweetheart, no, there's no other food. And um, this is it. I'm not going to let you hit me. I'm not going to let you bite me. So he's sitting on my lap and he sort of writhes around on my lap. 
And then sometimes what happens, so what, it's going on for like five, ten minutes. And then what happens is sometimes it's like a switch and it changes slightly. And um, I've got all the snails around because it's dusk. And then there turns to be a bit of an element of playfulness. And then I can respond a bit playfully. But he's still full of anger and rage. And so when then eight or when they're a bit older, like when he was two, he'd be full on screaming and crying and writhing around. But he's not. He's eight. And I'm holding him with a desire to connect. And I'm still setting that limit. So we were sitting there for, I don't know, five, ten, ten minutes. And then after a while, I start to blow a raspberry on the back of his neck. Now, I don't do that if he was full on tears. I wouldn't do that. But because he's sort of sitting there, we're sort of a bit of an impasse. It's not really going anywhere. So I blow a bit of raspberry on his back of his neck and he likes that a bit. But then he gets annoyed. And so then what happens is there's a fluidity to it. It can be annoyed, but quite liking the connection because they love the connection. That's what they really want. And I've been feeling lately that I haven't been connecting brilliantly with George and he has had pent up feelings for quite a long time that oh, I've just trodden snow. That means that he's he's been much more reactive than normal. And we've had a lot on, you know, we've moved countries, his only friends, you know, there's a lot going on for him. So I've been wanting to, and so that's I went right. And I'm just holding the limit because I could have just gone, yes, yeah, sure, get a piece of toast, whatever, I can't be bothered. But no, I went, no. I'm gonna hold this limit, I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna connect. So he sat on my lap and then blowing the raspberry and then sort of going in and out of annoyance, but then liking it. And then after a while, somehow started taking his socks off and he was writhing around. So we then had switched into playfulness and connection. And, um, God, there's snails everywhere. And then eventually I managed to start taking his socks off and then his trousers off and then his top off. And I was like, right, okay, it's bedtime now. Whereas previously when I said it was bedtime, no, it's not bedtime. So he'd got to the point of, yeah, okay, we're going to go to bed. Because I said, look, I'll come and read to you, reading him, Tintin. So we went upstairs and then, um, so we were cuddling on the bed, but he was still quite angry and so lashing out. And so I stayed with him. And you could tell he really, really wanted to connect. So sort of, I've got him on the bed. And no, no, that was it. He went to the loo, came back and he was really sad. And I thought, is he playing or is he for real? But he was really sad because he's going, your face, your facial expression made me really sad. Because obviously I was quite, I think initially I was like, oh God, you know, that irritation and that frustration. And, and he is sensitive. Our children are so sensitive to our emotions and our responses and, you know, so he felt really sad with by my reaction. So he was sort of curled up on the bed, really, really sad and wouldn't look at me and moving his head around. So anyway, I sort of climbed on top of him, giving him cuddles and he still wasn't looking at me and resisting. Anyway, I just blew raspberries on his back of, on the back of his neck and on his back and um, was just really connecting. And I'm saying, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to be, you know, really cross. I love you so much. And offering those words of reassurance and then just lots of kissing on the back of his neck and blowing lots of raspberries and then putting my hands underneath him as he was trying to sort of move away slightly and um, and just lots of cuddling and just lots of affection. And then a little bit, like then he was starting to scratch me sort of playfully, but still a little bit with tension. So then I tickled him a bit going, well, if you're gonna scratch me, I'm gonna tickle you. 
And so then, of course, then he, like, scratches me a little bit more because he likes the tickling, and so I'm tickling him a bit, so... Um, and then we just progressed, and then I was reading him a book, and there was such snuggliness, more so than we've had in ages, actually. And I just spent my time connecting with him, whereas I've, I think, you know, I have been really busy, and he has gone to bed sometimes on his own, or Evan, his dad's put him to bed. But now he had a chance to just offload some feelings I've set a limit we've really connected and it's so much better so lots of rambling <laughs> telling you about snails that I'm treading on but really the long and short of it is when you can set limits you can say no even if you've gone oh gone whatever another days but it's like it's a conscious decision a lot of the times to dive in and say to set that limit to say no I'm not going to give you something else no this is dinner. If you're hungry, this is it. But then the connection is the peace. So then you stay with them and you listen to the feelings and you want to just connect in whatever way that looks like. Initially, it can look like, you know, they're antsy and you're stopping them from hurting you. And then that can progress. And he didn't have a big cry. It wasn't big. But what happened is he did soften. We deepened our connection. And now he's gone to bed fine and now I'm finally getting out for my walk so whenever you're having those difficulties you just want to connect just that is your main goal is to connect not to give up your needs and go oh, I'm just going to connect and yes you can do whatever you like because I just want to please you it's not that you set the limit very clearly but lovingly and you just connect and you find ways to connect and that can look like lots of different things like I was holding him to stopping him from hurting me and then I was playing raspberries on the back of his neck to connect and sort of just elicit a little bit of laughter and response not overpowering <laughs> and then there's um you just keep on connecting and I was with him thinking about it going this is amazing this is an amazing way of being with our kids because how often were we treated that way we weren't were we you know, we'd be like, well, that's it. Go to your room without any supper then if you're not going to eat this. Or sometimes we'd have to sit at the table for hours because we didn't, you know, trying to finish our meals. And this is not in any way blaming parents at all. It's just, um, this is a different way. And I'm really glad to have found out about this way. Oh, I've just got stung by a stinging nettle. So anyway, um, it's that connection and that's the game changer. So, yes, George will have been annoyed about various things in the past, but connecting with him, listening to the feelings and really being with him, that's what shifts stuff. And then tomorrow, I can pretty much guarantee he'll be so much easier to deal with tomorrow. He has been really, he's been really irritating these last few weeks, actually. Um, and I know that what I've just done with him tonight will have shifted things significantly. So when your child is playing up, set that limit and just keep on connecting connect and it doesn't always look hard and fast rule about how that looks like but just that desire to connect with your child they will feel it and you will reach them so i hope that's helpful i hope it's not too distracting me puffing up a hill but now i've reached the top of the hill probably should have started this video at the top of the hill all right i hope it's helpful would love to hear what comes up for you what's tricky and um i'm here and if you need help book in a session with me join me inside annoying to amazing go into all of this in such great detail and you get to see videos of how i am with george when he was younger can't really video him now at nine but you know one two and three 
years old. There's lots of videos, but the principles are still exactly the same as um, as now. He's less shouty and screamy. Well, tonight he was. There's been other times when he hasn't been. So the principles are exactly the same. So, yeah, just keep connecting, connecting with your lovely children because they're there. They are there underneath the the frustration and the anger and the rah. Your lovely child just is so desperate for you and so longing to connect with you and that's you're their whole world and that's what they want more than anything in the world it's just your love and your attention and your delight in them which is hard when they're being really annoying that's why I called my program annoying to amazing because it's all those annoying behaviors and you turn it into a really amazing relationship with your child all right hope that's helpful